Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Construction Approach to Animal Welfare and Training Podcast. We are your host. I am Masa. Hi, everybody, and I'm Sean. We hope that you'll cuddle up with your animal companions and ready for this exciting episode. Before we begin, we have an announcement. We will be hosting the third annual Cow Conference online from July 25th to July 30th. That's right, and we also have a special discount available right now. If you're currently an employee or a volunteer at an animal shelter, veterinary clinic, um, in a zoo or aquarium, or currently a university student or Cal Premium member, you can access all of the live talks and our video on demand for just ninety dollars. That's right. But if this does not apply to you, we have an early bird registration of one hundred fifty dollar until the end of this month on May thirty first. So please join us. Please register. And we look forward to seeing you all there. That's right. In today's episode, we will be sharing Samuel's journey finding his forever family. And this story that we're going to share with everybody today is a is a particularly special one.、Um, this dog, Sammy, you, you'll also hear me and and probably Masa too. I bet I refer to him every now and then as Sam, but、uh, Sam and Sammy, same same dog, but um. This one, the reason why I say is, is special, is because this was really the first dog that that Masa really kind of, you know, took through the full journey, so to say. She was the first one to work with Sammy and do the interaction guidelines, and the first one to start up the affection loop and to really start building those good behaviors that I really just kind of came and walked in on and and managed to just receive all the benefit of Masa's hard work. But this was really. Masa's first, you know, big baby inside the shelter that she brought up and and helped to learn the behaviors to to get them adopted. I'm already teary eyes. Everybody, <laughs> <laughs> I may cry. <laughs> and 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 Sam was a really sweet dog. Is I shouldn't say was. This、yeah. is a happy story. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> Sammy is a is a shepherd mix. I want to say some kind of shepherd herding dog. He he's a littler fella. He's,、uh, you know, I think he was probably about like in the neighborhood of fifty pounds ish. So he was a not a large dog, but not a small one. But、uh, Sammy was,、uh, is, is still right now heartworm positive, and also loves people is the thing. You, the first thing you're gonna see when you meet this dog is a dog that just loves people. When people come walking by the enclosure, Sam is leaping straight up in the air like. Like、athletic. four feet, like、yeah. straight off the ground from like a standing position.、Yeah. Like he's got springs in his in his paws or something. And you know he did love people and he engaged in this jumpy behavior. But when Moss and I first met Sammy, we actually didn't really necessarily think that Sammy was going to have trouble getting adopted.、Mm-hmm. Um, Sammy is utterly adorable,、um, beautiful, cute, just goofy looking. Like the one of the adopters said,、uh, the the one of the adopters said that he looked animated. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> and he did. He looked like a cartoon because of his big old eyes、yeah. and cute face and just a really beautiful pup.、Um, you know, we didn't think that 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 excitement was going to be much of a deterrent because seriously, as soon as you were actually in contact with the dog, where he could get to you. He did not jump that much. Yeah.、Um, at least inside his enclosure, I, I should、right. say. 
And we've got video of that that you can see also that we'll share with everybody. Um, where actually Moss is at the door of the enclosure and, and Sam is jumping up and going crazy. But as soon as Masa goes in and starts petting him, He's sitting already he and sits looking right. at me and, oh, yes. And, and so we really kind of just left Sammy at that because there were a handful of other project dogs that we were working on that, you know, had much, much, much right. more severe issues that they needed help with to get like adopted. Like Carmel? I think you yeah, ring, Carmel ring the bell? Yeah, Carmel was at this time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, and so Moss and I just kind of walked away from the situation, um, from Sammy's situation and expected him to get adopted. And surprisingly, um, a lot, a long time went by and Sammy hadn't been adopted. And we started to notice that, um, his behaviors were really deteriorating and it was getting to the point where when people would go leash him up, that he would just be so jumpy and bouncing all over the place. He'd get nippy and things like that and jumping and barking all over the place. And no one wanted to interact with him at that point. And it kept devolving to where he would become reactive when seeing other dogs for some reason and would start attacking. And and if there was a person standing nearby when this situation would be occurring, Sammy would often redirect towards the people that were standing there. And um, Sammy had never seriously bit anybody. But this these behaviors were definitely deteriorating right there. And we needed to do something. Mm-hmm. And it was at this time that you and I were actually contacted by one of the main people that runs the the shelter, and they were letting us know that Sammy really needed help. That's right. And um, now at this time, Sammy has been there for a really long time. Keep in mind that Sammy also has heartworms and needs to relax. So, you know, he, he not only needs to be calm to help get adopted and, and find his new home, but also needed to stay relaxed for his heart to keep him healthy, keep him safe. And to help dogs get adopted in the shelter, we want to make sure that we have the dogs kind of trained up with the right kind of behaviors in the places where they're most likely going to be greeting potential adopters. And in the shelter, they have a designated like meet and greet area that's outside. It's this beautiful, big fenced in area that's got chairs and tables and places where people will hang out with these dogs that they're just meeting to figure out if they've got a good connection together, so to say. Mm -hmm. And so this is where we decided to go ahead and take Sammy outside first to first start working with him. And and so, Masa, I want you to just kind of paint the picture for everybody on how that went for you and, and what you did inside the meet and greet area with Sammy. Yeah, so we I we went there inside the meet and greet area where Sammy is. And Samuel, of course, loved people, so he would come like run towards me and start jumping jumping right in front of me and then touching his leg and then stuff and he was doing that for multiple times but when I start touching him he immediately start putting his four paws on the ground for a brief time and he might jump back back again but then he was like oh I have a hand when when he's on the four 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 uh, paws on the ground and then he started to engage in the desirable behavior that I'm looking for immediately and I was doing that and then he get to the point that he would sit and lie down and then look at me smiling tongue sticking out of from his mouth and then that was the very first like 
Jesus and Sean and Chase call it like melting the dog on the ground. Like I, I, I get, I got to enjoy that. And when I was doing that, Sean was there. So after a while he would approach you, Sean, and then he started interaction guideline as well. Yeah. And you know, the interaction guidelines, they, they do an amazing thing for these dogs. You know, what they're really telling us they want when they're jumping on us and mouthing our hands and barking at us and behaving in this way. And, you know, especially like running and jumping on you. Yeah. They're, they're really telling you that they want some kind of interaction with you. They want some, something that you've got. That's right. <laughs> and so the interaction guidelines teach them very quickly how to actually ask for and receive this thing that they want so bad. And we've talked previously in, in different episodes about how the conjugate reinforcement schedule you know, works during the interaction guidelines. And Ogden Lindsley really laid this out in his research on how this moment-to-moment interaction for the dog, when it's they really see... It's really moment-to-moment. Exactly. Yeah, when there's they no see, delay. When they see how their behavior <laughs> actually accesses this reinforcer and how it has an impact on how long it stays there, how much of it they get, they learn quickly what to do to get access to this thing. Because it's really moment-to-moment changes and their behavior and also that amount of reinforcement that's made available. So they learn very, very quickly. And, and there's more benefit. Like not only quick, Ogden Lindsley through his research show that when we're establishing social behavior, it's best to first use the schedule. And it's this social behavior or social interaction is really maintained by this particular schedule. So we want to make sure that we're using this schedule. Yeah. And the other thing that's really cool to note here for the situation when we were working with him is that when we met Sammy out in the meet and greet area this day, he was actually already out there in the yard with another volunteer. And this other volunteer is an amazing individual. We absolutely love hanging out and working with this person. But um, they were out there in the yard alone with Sammy. And, and Sammy wasn't being too bad, but Sammy was definitely you know, giving, giving this individual a hard time, jumping all over the person, getting mouthy, barking and running all over the place. And when we came into the yard and Masa started working with Sammy, he started behaving really good with her. He came over to me, maybe gave me like two or three jumps maybe before he immediately, yeah. you know, goes into a set and you see me in the video. I start loving him right there. And he eventually leaves me and goes back over to that lady. Yes. Or the other volunteer. Yes. And, and actually goes over there and doesn't jump at all, waits for a second for them to start petting him, but doesn't get it fast enough. You see him like run over to you or me or something right. in this video. Yeah. But still, it was really cool that Sammy actually was trying these same behaviors. That was the first instance, really, of Sammy trying this behavior with a brand new bipedial that had not been behaving this way with him. And so it was a really cool sign that we were on the right track at that point. Yeah, and I really like we started do, doing interaction guideline in this meet and greet area because the potential adopt, adopter is looking for that behavior when they are in the meet and greet area and they're Samuel, Samuel approach the family on his own and start interacting in a way that's both Samuel and family can share affection. And in that, really, it was like less than 10 minutes, we got to the point that he's approaching both of us and then doing desirable behavior yeah and you know that reminds me you know we anecdotally say that that kind of a thing a lot you know that you know these these people that are looking to adopt a dog are looking for this specific kind of thing 
But we've actually witnessed this at the animal shelter. There's a really, really sweet dog at the shelter right now that we volunteer the most frequently at. And uh, this dog's been there for nearly a year at this point, I would say. Um, It could possibly be longer at this point. But um, this dog is a beautiful dog, walks great on leash, is great with people. But the thing is, is when you're hanging out in the meet and greet area with him, he tends to be disassociative with people. He'll just walk around and do his own thing and set up shop in his own area of the yard. And because of that, people don't adopt this dog. That's right. And we were actually told by a specific person that was in there looking at dogs one day, we had asked, you know, who they had, you know, interacted with. And they said that they had interacted with that dog, but that dog didn't interact with them. So they didn't want that dog. Right. And so it really is important to teach these dogs that there are reinforcers that they will enjoy that are available from people and then how to go get those things. So we need to teach them that that reinforcer is available, allow them to come into contact with that reinforcer, and then teaching them really desirable ways to ask for and receive it. And so that no, that other dog I just noticed, he's he's actually going to be next number one exactly. project on our list. A priority. <laughs> and um, But coming back to Sammy, so we got something beautiful from Sammy out in that yard. We got to the point where us, any of the other shelter staff, all of anybody could be hanging out in that yard. And Sammy would, he might go play for a little bit. He might even bring you toys. But outside of that, he would just come walk right up next to you and either stand there and just hang out or sit or lie down with you. And so he was really engaging in. Every, like people seeking behavior. Like yeah, although it, like he was bringing toy, he was bringing toy to us yeah. and then let us chase Sammy. Yeah. So it was all interaction. And so he was really engaging in behaviors that I would say, you know, most people really, really dream about with mm-hmm. a dog. They dream about that dog that can play nicely with them, that can sit and hang out. And so you got really both ends of that dynamic, that affectionate, comfy, lovey, cuddly dog, and then also that really playful, fun dog. And so he really held a great balance there. And so we really considered our mission at this point, you know, complete out there in the meet and greet area. We had a wonderful dog. Yes. Next thing we needed to do was make sure that people wanted to go interact with that dog now. And keep in mind, I told you guys at the beginning, when you walk up to the enclosure, what you get is the dog with springs in his feet. You know, he can't stand on the ground. That dog is you know, bouncing straight in the air like Tigger from Winnie the Pooh. And so we needed to teach him something else to do because really that's where, you know, a big piece of what we might call the job interview, you know, comes into play. That's where your first impression gets made. And if you walk up to the enclosure and you see a dog jumping and barking and going bananas, you're probably not going to have those warm, fuzzy feelings that, oh my gosh, this dog's picking me. You know, you want to see a different type of behavior. And so we needed to now go take Sammy back into his enclosure and start a new kind of training procedure to help him figure out how to get people to feel like he's picking them from inside the enclosure. So, Masa, you also spearheaded, you know, this next big piece of the procedure. And so what did you do here for Sammy? Yeah, so actually this was right after we did the interaction guideline in the meet and greet area. We um, took him back to the enclosure and we 
he was great and I'm already loving him. I want to spend time with him. So we started right away interaction guideline in the enclosure. And as you can imagine, he got that history, new history in the meeting greet area. So he immediately could do, um, could reach the master, the interaction guideline. So we were like, okay, so we'll proceed to the affection loop. Okay. So let me just slow you down real fast. And so <laughs> you're, you're saying that Sammy was calm and he was good in the meet and greet area. Yes. And so we went ahead and we took him back into his enclosure where he could already be calm while hanging out and petting him. Like he already had that behavior established, right? That's right. That's right. That's right. And so you started off this procedure just by going inside the enclosure now and hanging out and sharing some affection with him. That's right. And so how long did you do this before you started the process until he was really calm, like sit, lie down for 30 seconds. And then he did that immediately. And then what did you start doing? So we, st I started doing affection loop, transferring this already calm, desirable behavior to where I will enter and exit enclosure. So that's where our, uh, my next goal. Right. So that's a really cool thing to kind of unpack. And, and I know we've got a lot of I, I know for a fact a lot of our audience is pretty, pretty experienced, mm -hmm. awesome animal trainers in their own right. And so they would probably recognize the, the term that we like to put on what you're actually doing here during the affection loop. And you're actually back chaining a, a, an, an affection or you're back chaining what we might call like greeting people behavior in the enclosure. Because inevitably what we're going to see for you know, the end of greeting a dog or a dog greeting us into their enclosures, walking in and, oh, good boy, good girl, and, you know, petting them on the head, giving them a butt scratch. And so that's where your process is Start. starting. Right. You're starting with rubbing them on the head, giving some butt scratch, and then you're going to back chain your way step by step, leaving the dog where they're at, going outside the enclosure, shutting the door and coming back in, right? That's right. Yeah. So I started with petting Samuel. Samuel is on the his favorite bed. On the, and then I was petting and I removed my hands like less than a second and then give a hand flash, like give offer two hands flash <laughs> and then immediately return petting. And the next one will be I will pet and then I will remove my hands for maybe three seconds this time and then give a hand flash and then return to pet. Yeah, and, and the hand flash here is actually something that becomes really important. The hand flash, because we're building a behavior that it's, it's much like a stay, you might say. So at the point where we're walking away from the dog and we're, you know, going to the enclosure door or stepping outside of it, we're now too far away from the dog to be able to reach out and pet it immediately when they do their good behavior. Mm -hmm. So we need to build some kind of conditioned reinforcer, much like a click in a clicker training situation. And that here is our hand flash. Every time that we're returning to pet, we're going to open our hands, you know, from a, you know, closed to open, kind of like a jazz hands, you know, type thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and that's going to be the new conditioned reinforcer that tells the dog, hey, I did a good behavior. Now my human's coming over to, to love me up. That's right. And so that's a really cool thing that we're doing right there to help them, you know, errorlessly learn, you know, this back chaining procedure. Now, the other thing I wanted to focus on here is you said something really cool because we like to cheat when we train. And, and you cheated here a little bit by going ahead and starting right there with the bed. Sammy yeah. loves his bed. Yeah. He loves to lie in his bed. He, you, you'll see at any given picture or video of this dog, he'll have like piles of toys in his bed. He's like a little kid. Yeah. With that. <laughs> and, and so Masa did capitalize on that. She went ahead and 
hung out because Sammy would lie in his bed. She just went over to the bed and started loving on him, and that's where she started. But I do want to say that lying in the bed is not the only behavior, the completion yeah. criteria. That's right. Yeah, that has to happen. Yeah, the only thing, because we don't want to make a dog, you know, just have to be a in the bed. Yeah, poor lump in the enclosure, you know, all day. We want him to be able to know that it's just fine to walk around, to be out of the bed, to be in the bed, to be drinking, eating, playing with his toy. So really any one of those things, you know, we will go ahead and accept it as a correct behavior. But Sammy was, we were just using the bed as like a big thing to kind of help, you know, Sammy know exactly what response it was that was getting him this affection. Right, right, right. So I started with really brief, my hands off for a brief period of time. And then now the next step will be I will start standing back, standing up and then immediately give a hand flash and then pet and then stand up for three seconds and then hand flash and pet and stand up for five seconds and then hand flash and pet. And then if I get to that point, I will start stepping one, take a one step towards the door and then hand flash and return to pet. That yeah. way I gradually take step by step in a step-by-step matter, move towards the door. And, and you're really kind of also touching on two really big concepts when, when setting up a training situation. And, and that is building duration, you know, um, while we're building our, our, our steps in our process. It's a really good idea because some dogs, especially when you start stepping away from them, they might be really inclined to to get up and follow you wherever it is that you're going. And if that's not what you're looking for in this situation, it it might be really hard to communicate to the dog what it is you want them to do. And so if you can build a really powerful duration of staying while I'm standing right in front of you, where you can do that for an extended period of time, it helps to prime the right response that's going to come next, that you'll stay there whenever I take a step back away from you. Yeah, especially especially with Sammy, it's so important to build duration when I'm really close to him because in that condition, he has been doing lots of jumping. So I want to make sure that it's this behavior that's going to be me returning to you. It's this behavior, this behavior. Yeah. yeah. And another thing that I've seen that I, that I really like is um, – a person who actually has come and given a talk for um, our one of our cat webinars a while back, Morgan Katz, does a lot of work inside animal shelters up in the Massachusetts area. She's extremely awesome. If you ever get a chance, come into our membership, watch her video, or pester her with an email. She's a really great person. But um, one thing you can do is that these dogs that might be really sensitive to movement at first, you may be even standing up or taking a step away. One thing that she does when she meets those dogs is she'll actually pet them while she is doing her first standing up and moving around. She'll keep petting them while she's standing and kneeling, taking a step back, coming back. She'll pet them through that whole process at first before asking them to do that same behavior with an absence of petting. That's right. Yeah. So those are key. And then I got to the point that I could touch the door. You know, those those sounds and movements of the door, we have to be programming in our affection loop. So we will take smaller steps if necessary based on the dog's behavior. You know, touching the, uh, the door, touching the door, uh, manipulating the door latch, opening and closing the door. Those are things that are going to come in the next steps. Yeah. And the other thing that I would uh, got a question for you on related to this is that so while you're going to the door, let's say, 
if the dog gets out of his bed or if he's not in the bed, if he's lying on the floor or whatever, if he gets up and follows you to the door, what do you do? That's for me, that's great behaviors. So I would come back and return and pet. Yeah. yeah. And although like when we're doing this, um, we, we are taking construction approach for. So if at any point he start jumping or mouthing or barking, I would immediately reinforce. I would immediately return and pet and then lower the, the program step. Yeah, and the, and the reason why we do that, that we reinforce if he were to start jumping or mouthing again, is because you want to go ahead and deliver the consequence they're looking for there. Because if we don't, the dog's likely to increase that behavior. You're likely going to be putting the dog on extinction at that point, which would might turn that nipping into harder biting or maybe more frequent bitings or nippings. And so to avoid that and to keep the behavior, to cap it off where it's currently at, we go ahead and go back and we'll, we'll give them that reinforcer. We'll go ahead and go back to them and pet them. Be like, oh my gosh, I pushed you too far, that's buddy. Right. I'm sorry, that's on me. That's right. And we're going to go steps back in the program where the dog can be successful. That's right. Now, if we end up in a constant situation where now mouthing's happening all the time, we're going to then kind of go back even further back to the interaction guidelines. And start reteaching the dog how to get that affection from us and then slowly go back into this program. And so really everything the dog does in our programs here, they they're gonna get yeah. they're gonna get pet. Yeah, like uh, Easy and Skinner said, every like organism is always right. It's right. the program, it's the contingency, it's how we arrange in the contingencies wrong. So we have to be, you know, revising our program. I yeah. love that. Yeah. And so when this affection loop was completed. Sammy had totally learned a beautiful, you know, oh my God, you picked me behavior. Yeah. <laughs> and um, we even did a probe and, and you'll see it in the video that we'll make available for, for everybody. <clears throat> but you will see us come walking up to the enclosure door and Sammy is walking around doing whatever things are that Sammy does during the day when he's not worried about anything else. And when he sees us, when he sees these humans now in, in, the, in front of his enclosure, he sees us, gets excited, and runs over to his bed and lies down with his tail wagging, staring at us. Yeah. And he's just really, you know, he's he's inviting us. He's like, come on in. Come love me up in my bed. I'm here waiting for you, which is totally something that if you're just a normal person looking to potentially adopt a dog and you walk up to an enclosure and you see a dog like excitedly, oh my gosh, look at this human, and runs to their bed wagging their tail looking at you, you're going to be like, oh my gosh, I have to meet this dog. Yeah. It's really a beautiful, you know, you picked me kind of behavior that, that Sammy has now mastered. And not coincidentally, I believe, um, you know, we, Sammy ended up finding some potential adopters very soon after this. And Moss and I got a wonderful phone call to come meet um, at the shelter with uh, Sammy and, and his potential new family. And so we showed up at the shelter and we got Sammy out and you know, brought him into the, into the meet and greet area. And this amazing family, um, husband and wife came up and started talking to us through the fence and they came inside and met Sammy and Sammy behaved just absolutely beautifully. I was over the moon. So like at that point we were doing, it's really you and me in the meet and greet area. And then we did a interaction guideline and we spend a you know, 30 minutes, 40 minutes, whenever we have time, when, when we walk, um, Sammy. So this is the first time four people are in the meet and greet area, wants to interact with Sammy and Sammy did incredible. 
He yeah. did. He did. And in the video, there's parts where all four of us are actually sharing affection yeah. with him. He's interacting just totally beautifully with these humans that he had never met before. He's approaching and yeah. He really knocked it out of the park. And, and even further, you know, Sammy seemed to have two completely different conditions that led to that reactivity that was previously seen. Really, it seems like Sammy only reacted to people and dogs when he was on leash, when he was just out of his mind and just frantic all over the place. It seemed to really increase the likelihood that he would respond to things in what might be able to be considered a negative fashion. But if you had Sammy calm, if he was relaxed and just hanging out with you when you were out on leash together... He was just fine with people. And and there's even some video clips. I don't know if we included it actually in our trainings. It wasn't one of our target goals we were demonstrating, but maybe we can make a different video that'll show that there's this part where I'm walking Sammy outside and there's people all around. You're there. Even the, the people he was there to meet are there. And other he's dog on leash, other too. dogs. Yeah. And he's just walking right out like, you know. Sitting at the curb. Yeah, like any other yeah. quote unquote normal dog might be doing or what you would expect. And so that's a really cool thing. If Sammy was calm and, you know, a little bit more relaxed and getting some affection, then he was just fine. It was when he was frantic and out of his mind that it really led to a lot of those negative interactions that were seen. And so it seems like these behaviors that you taught Sammy really helped him to not only be able to keep his cool around people, but also around animals. Yeah. Because a really interesting thing happened where this and in, these individuals were also interested in adopting these two other dogs exactly. from the shelter. <laughs> and so we wanted to make sure that everyone could get along. And so we brought those other two dogs out. Sammy was in the meet and greet area and we bring out these other two dogs and he just sniffs them wagging his tail through the fence. And everyone's like, Oh wow, this is great. And so we all go in the meet and greet area and all of these dogs are just like running, chasing each other, having fun, playing with balls and, and 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 beautifully, you know, Sammy gets loaded up and and heads home with this family. And you get a lot of messages from this I family. Do. Yes, yes. So, we after we say bye, 30 minutes later, I got a beautiful picture of Samuel right in front of the family and the family is petting Samuel's face. And also I got a, a video of Samuel and two other dogs like enjoying the yard and they were laying down on the bed together, sharing the bed. And uh, we have uh, all of the texts every day. And then it has been three or four days them being adopted. And every time uh, this family sent me a, a of text, it's like, you can, you will not believe how chill Samuel is and how Three of them are getting along, and yeah, I get teary eyes every time I, I see those texts and videos. Yeah, and, and there's even an older person that lives in this home, and Sammy gets along great, it seems, with this person. There was a beautiful picture of them two sharing some affection together, and it really does seem like, you know, Sammy, you know, that you helped him learn some amazing behaviors to immediately start building great relationships with the people around him, and so that is a Really awesome, That's beautiful right. ending to, to the story right now for, yes. for Sammy. Yes, yes. And I, I can't wait to see Samuel. Like, we're going to go and see Samuel after ABI. That's going to be my biggest treat. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Samuel, I'll see you. I'll, I'll pet you when I visit you. Yeah. <laughs>
And this marks the end of today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed Sami's journey of finding his forever home. We are currently making a video on Sami's journey, which we will share it on Kelt's YouTube channel and social media for you to enjoy later. If you're interested, please register for the third annual Kelt conference. We will put the link in the description below. If you like our show, please subscribe to our podcast or share it with your friend. And feel free to get more information or reach out to us on our website, caawt.com, or our Facebook page, Constructional Approach to Animal Welfare and Training, Instagram at npo underbar caawt, or you can always email us at caawtcontact at gmail.com. Thank you again for joining us today. We are your host. I am Masa. And I'm Sean. Have a wonderful day with your amazing animal companions. <laughs>